Welcome to the Trinity Force Podcast. Our sponsor is Moxie and Zen. If you head over to moxieandzen.com slash tforce and use the code tforce, you can get 20% off of your order on premium, high-quality, and inexpensive boxers. They're made from bamboo to help wick away the sweat, which leaves you feeling fresh. Also, make sure to check out our Patreon, where we have a multitude of different perks. Anyone that signs up for the $5 tier will receive first dibs on any and all tournaments that we host. We'll send out an early access email so you can be at the front of the line to sign up and get onto the rift. The $10 tier will grant you access to special interviews or podcasts that we do. Additionally, $10 will grant you one replay review per month from the podcaster of your choice. Just download the replay file and send it to us via email or private Discord message. With the replay review, you'll get the insight and expertise that the podcasters bring, which will help you optimize each phase of the game. The $15 tier will unlock one live coaching session per month from the podcaster of your choice. Let us know who you'd like to talk to, and we'll set up a way for you to stream your game to them as a member of the podcast walks you through your game. And finally, the $50 tier will grant you a one-time guest spot on the podcast where you will be able to give your input on the show agenda and be live on the podcast with the rest of the Trinity Force crew. The money that we collect from Patreon not only helps keep the lights on, but helps to pay for better equipment and promotional materials. If you have any questions for the crew, shoot us an email at questions at trinityforcepodcast.com. You can also head over to our website, www.trinityforcenetwork.com. There you can find a link for our Discord, old episodes, and other Trinity Forest Network podcasts. You can also visit our subreddit, r slash tforcenetwork, our Twitter, at tforcenetwork, our YouTube page, youtube.com slash c slash trinityforcepodcast, or on Twitch at twitch.tv slash tforcepodcast, where we're regularly streaming tournaments, community game nights, other league games the podcasters are playing, and even other games occasionally. Finally, on Tuesday nights, make sure to join us in our Discord at 7.15pm Eastern Standard Time, where we will be playing and often streaming on Twitch, Community Game Night, for some fun pre-made games and in-house custom matches. Hey everyone, your host, N.A. Eric here. Quick announcement. On the last Saturday of March, the 25th, we will be partnering with the low-budget LCS, LBLCS, and throwing a tournament. This tournament will be a 5v5 Summoner's Rift tournament, which will be played in tournament draft style, just like we do in customs on community game nights and in previous tournaments, and will be single elimination. There are no special rules. Whoever wins will face off against the podcasters in a Nemesis draft game. For those of you who do not know, Nemesis draft is when you pick the champions of your opponents rather than yourselves. If it's well-received, we might do a whole tournament in the future where every match is Nemesis Draft. This tournament will take place at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. It will start on Saturday, March 25th, and teams will be posted roughly one week before the tournament to afford everyone ample time to get in touch with their teammates, ask questions, and scout the enemy teams. Teams will be created and balanced by the infamous algorithm. Good luck, and we look forward to seeing you on the Rift. Welcome to the Trinity Force Podcast. 
Yo, it's that Triforce cast beaming straight to your home. Grab a beer so we know Pony ain't drinking alone. Send an email, a quick tweet, just pick up the phone. Leave a message, hit the beep if you're a creep, watch your tone. Discuss the meta game, patch notes, whatever helps your stats most. Obi Pone Kenobi is your last hope to snatch gold. So grab your headphones and join in the fun. We'll try and force in some jokes and some cringeworthy puns. Yo, we can make it together, people. Trinity Force Podcast. These boys are second to none. Now that's the end of the intro. It's time we begun. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 798 of the Trinity Force Podcast. I'm your host, N.A. Eric. We're approaching 800. I'm excited. Um, But yeah, this is episode 798. We have patch 13.4 and some LP game changes. So just going through the newest changes on the Rift. Um, But before we get into that, it is just the, the three of us, and we are looking to add an additional host to the crew currently. So if you're interested, please reach out to me via Discord or you can send an audio, like a brief audio clip, one, two minutes max, uh, talking about one or two changes, patch changes, uh, why you think they are significant, and why you want to join us. And yeah, and then we'll get back to you about it. But uh, if you have questions, reach out to me. Otherwise, send them to our email at questions at trinityforcepodcast.com. So with all that out of the way, um, guys, how are you doing? We're filming on President's Day. Did either of you... Bomo, did you get the day off, or were you working like most people were? I was working. Out of the 15 holidays my company gives, President's Day is not one of them. Mm, I had the day off, so I didn't have to work. The day off club, yeah. Must be nice. But there was no traffic, so I can't complain, I guess. I'll take those. Instead of taking almost an hour and ten minutes to get home, it only took me 38 minutes, so... That is a big reduction. I wasn't aware yeah. so much was off. I thought President's Day was, you know, kind of a, a bogus holiday, if I'm being honest, because who really cares about President's Day? Mm-hmm. And it's just a free holiday that, as a government worker, I get off because it's a federal holiday, mm-hmm. and I think schools are out, yep. so pe- teachers and stuff don't go. I guess dentists don't go, John, but I don't know who else wouldn't go. I figured most of the private sector went. Yeah, I think I because think the company I work for, they... They changed a lot of the holiday schedules to make sure that they don't align with, like, religious beliefs, and they kind of make it pretty uh, pretty generic for people, right? So um, Easter isn't a holiday for us um, and things like that. And so there's, I guess, very, very broad holidays, and they can't really stick it with uh, specific days. But I don't know why President's Day isn't one of them. Maybe there's some issue with, with that, but I, I don't know. Maybe it's too patriotic. Maybe, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Too much America. Have you found your third third champion yet? Uh, Well, no, not yet. I'm almost back up to platinum, so I'll probably pick it up or start looking seriously um, when I get to platinum. But as I mentioned before, I think Aurelian Soul, um, I've been having a lot of fun whenever I can play him. But he's always banned a lot of times. Um, So, yeah, we'll just see. Yeah, currently you are gold one sixty one LP with a fifty six percent win rate. Not bad, my friend. Not yeah. bad. Making pretty good progress. I went on a pretty good streak after starting three and seven, so um, definitely feel like uh, it's getting up there. But a couple of the losses were a little strange. I feel like I've had more AFKs 
in my games recently, but maybe it's because I'm playing at a higher rate than I used to all other seasons. So what, we're about a little over a month in, and I've already played 50 games. And last season, I think I played a total of like 160 games or something. So the clip that I'm playing games is definitely at a higher rate than my past seasons. And my most played season was actually season three when I had like 300 and something ranked games. But yeah, I, I in general, I just don't play a lot. So I think it's because I'm playing a lot more. I'm getting more of these uh, AFKs, but I'm not really deterred by it because a lot of it is just wanting to improve myself, right? The, the whole 30, 30, 40 type mindset yeah. I think has been pretty good for me. So Nice. Okay. Yeah, I mean you're you're climbing up at a decent pace. So whatever is whatever you're doing, keep it up because it's working. Yeah. Although I now see that you have played a few games on. Uh, oh, I guess in solo queue you're still just at the two. In flex you've played some other stuff. Yeah. Because it's flex, okay. I used to play with other people, so I'm just there to have fun. Um, yeah. Maybe five or so beers, you know, just 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 there to have some fun in flex. <laughs> I can see that by your 0% win rate on, on Oriana. <laughs> You're just there for fun. Granted, over those two games, you have a 16 KDA. So I'm not saying you played badly. I'm just saying it ain't working, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know. But look, okay. I mean, yeah, that's, that's fine. I was going to say, look at my teammates, but they're, I, can't, I can't always complain because I run it down a lot too. And so we're, we're like friends um, when we play. And so we just, one of us has to at least run it down once in a while to make it somewhat competitive. Yeah, let me see. I'll pick this game to look at your teammates. You went 5, 10, and 20 on Diana. Uh, and this was... Yeah, this was... A, oh, this is a solo queue. Never mind. Uh, let me find a flex one. I probably could filter it at the top. That would make more sense. Okay, here's a Darius game. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Oh, I was in that game. What game was this? I mean, I remember playing i don't remember oh that was when i played with you and your buddies okay gotcha yeah i get that i took all the kills and all the gold so then of course it, it was the spotlight was on me not you guys i'm just giving i'm just giving you shit but yeah i mean that happens we play other stuff we're not used to it's you don't have as much muscle memory totally get it i have that same stuff going on but yeah um john how are you doing buddy doing good doing good been um uh, playing some league playing some Sekiro a bunch of different stuff, honestly. Finishing up Jedi Fallen Order, I'm like 40% of the way done with that. Um, yeah, I saw you online playing that earlier today. Yeah, I played, um, been playing a little Sib 6, been enjoying that. Um, yeah, I've just been enjoying playing a bunch of different games, honestly. Um, but the league I have been playing has been going pretty good. Uh, been playing a little more Lee Sin. Since uh, after his buffs, um, I I mean I feel like he feels pretty good. Uh, I wouldn't say he's like OP or anything like that, but definitely feels a lot better. Um, and I think those were some good changes. But yeah, his win rate jumped. I'm surprised how high it is. It's up to f almost fifty percent. He's forty nine point three. Yeah, I think that wow. E change was pretty big, and the Q buff was nice. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, other than that, I've been just chilling. I've been playing more tennis, too. Um, been getting back into that, but yeah, other than that, everything's been good. Cool. Glad to hear it, buddy. But yeah, also I've been playing yeah, a little Rengar, too. I've been getting back into that. 
really I enjoying it. I played a game. I played a game yesterday, uh, or no, Saturday against a Rengar. I was playing Maokai, and I feel like that ma matchup is pretty fifty-fifty. I would say. Is that what do you think on on that matchup? Uh, it. I don't know. It really depends because it's like it's hard as Rengar to kill him early, unless. Uh, I don't know. He just has. He can self peel. He has. He's tanky. He has a lot of healing, and I mean, you usually have flash. So it's hard to kill, like with one spell rotation. Um, I don't know. Even with red buff, in my experience, like I, the more success I've had in Malkai is like level two invading him on his like Gromp or something like that. Like to really put him behind if I do have that opportunity, but I feel like that's more rare. On Rengar, yeah. you can do like that kind of stuff more on like Kindred and Graves. Yeah, they. Uh, so what they did was they tried to invade me. The whole team went. We five pointed, um, except for the bot lane just stayed behind a turret because they had a Pike and uh, I don't know. I think an Ari as well or something. So they had a lot of pick level one, and they. Oh, our, our, my bot lane was staying down by Krugs. And to I told him to put a ward over the wall into where you can get that into like the red buff bush. And we saw all five of them were there. I was like, oh shit, okay, because I was on top side. So didn't engage them at all, just waited. They stayed by the red buff, most of them, the ones that didn't leave. I did my, I started Q as Maokai and did my Raptors and then walked down. We're on blue side, obviously, and then down to the red buff to try and contest it. And I just missed the smite, but, uh, yeah, I almost had it, and then I was able to just, all right, I'll go clear up then, and it was fine. He was able to do well in the mid-game. One thing I think was he went Conqueror, but then went full Assassin build. I I don't know about Rengar, but I feel like that wouldn't make the most sense. Uh, but then later on, once I hit like two items, once we're talking like later game or so, he just couldn't walk into any brushes ever. Which because then there's the saplings everywhere in those brushes with, because uh, I had Leandri and Demonic and uh, I think Rylai's third or Morello third or something like that. So he could never get into a bush to jump onto people was a big thing, and that it really felt like uh, he was getting suffocated out of the game. I feel like that would happen pretty often late game. So as you're saying, you need to get onto him early. I was just curious about your thoughts on that match. Yeah, definitely if. Yeah, you definitely have to get on him early because if you wait, then it, it's just going to be harder to kill him and his saplings are going to start hitting, actually. So it's like, I mean, you're going to take the damage as Rengar, like, in that way, probably, no matter what, in that interaction. It's going to be hard to dodge unless, like, you got, like, Scuttle or something else to jump to, like, immediately. But I don't know. It's not great. Not the best matchup. I mean, it's okay. Yeah. It was a norms. People were playing whatever. But yeah. Um, cool. Cool. Things have been good for me. Uh, this past weekend, I reached plat in both flex and solo queue. Woo! Got it done. I hit uh, in... I got in in flex by playing... I was into promos after playing lots of flex with different friends and stuff, just like Bomo had. And then I played two games of Maokai, the first two that I have this season. And then I got into plat. So I'm now plat in there. And then in solo queue, I didn't... 
I was 0-1 when I played my two games, and I went 2-0, obviously. I think I played... I don't know, what did I play? I think I played Poppy once, and... Uh, oh, I played Vi, and then I played a Maokai game, and that got me up as well. So, yeah, for some reason, Maokai was left up again. Um, and I picked it on R4 as well, so I or uh, B4. So I picked it like second to last rotation, and it just went through the whole time, which I thought was really weird. So, yeah. But now I'm in plat again, so now I got to start climbing back up even higher. Outside of League, everything's been good. Uh, played a lot of games myself. I finally bit the bullet and purchased a pre-order of Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Um, I went for the bougie one so I can dress like Hermit Obi-Wan. Got and that drip. I, yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be sweet. I can't wait for that game. But the So I scheduled a, a day off on when it was supposed to be released, and then now it got pushed back a, a month, so... Now I'm like, oh, what do I do on the day when I scheduled that Friday off when it was supposed to come out? Well, I guess I'll still just take the, the mental health day off and do something else. I don't know what I'm going to do. but And then I've been super into The Last of Us, as you know, half of the world has. So And I've never played the game, but I don't have a PlayStation. So uh, the remaster of it is coming out to Steam and uh, Xbox as well, I assume it'll be compatible with on the 28th of March, and so I pre-ordered that as well. So um, I I got some games coming up that I'm going to be playing, but in the meantime, I'll just be getting back and grinding League. I've been playing a lot of it recently and been having a lot of fun with it. But uh, that might change with some of these changes that are coming through in this patch. So um, there's a lot of changes here. Let's start getting into them before, we, before I blather on too long about things that people already know or don't necessarily care as much about. So the first thing is, before we get into any changes, um, Bomo reminded me that there's some LP changes, which are not listed in the notes here. So um, it was in 13, or it's, they're not in the provisional notes, but uh, it's expected that... On average, a win and a loss will increase in LP. So people have been complaining that it takes too long to climb up to where they believe that they belong, especially given that there are two ranked splits this year. So Riot decided to increase the amount and increase the amount of LP you both gained and lost so that on your average win, it will be 22 as opposed to 15. So you'll be able to climb up to where you're trying to get faster, but at the same time, you'll also drop faster if you're not playing well or you're not getting your wins so there's a double-edged sword there um not much more to say about that i think it's a positive change guys do you agree not necessarily so i can see being good to climb back to where you were on like a reset um i don't know how big the the, the reset's gonna be right in the middle of the year if it's gonna be a a harder reset or if it's gonna be a softer reset um but I, I think it's going to make people complain about the game more, right? So if you have – so say you play five games <clears throat> and you, you get unlucky, right? You go 0-5. So right now that's what? Um, 75 LP loss currently if, if you're gaining 15 and losing 15. But now if you're gaining 22 and losing 22, that's 100 and – 30 
No, hundred. That's hundred and ten LP that you're losing <laughs> for a five game loss streak. That's a whole division, right? You're losing in that short unlucky streak. Um, so I think it'll make people actually complain about the game a lot more, um, just because of the variance, right? You can you can have a high win rate of like fifty five, but you can still go on these massive loss streaks and massive win streaks, right? And so it's like the the variance within that. And I think if you're hovering lower than a 50% win rate, it's going to be really difficult to climb just to make up the LP difference. Um, you, you, they, they say that that's kind of the, the base starting point. So, right, people were complaining about the, the 13 per win and the minus 17 for loss, right? So the difference of five. Like if that stays true, if you're only winning like 16 and losing 26 or something like that that's that's a huge mountain to climb back from i feel like in terms of the the number of lp um maybe maybe this is intended because of their their mmr based lp gains right so they they shifted the the start of the season for how much lp you get instead of it being your your current rank and mmr it's mainly just mmr now right um so i'm wondering if it's easier to go on streaks to climb quicker but you can also hit those losing streaks as well um because it's not it's not a pve type of game there has to be a, a team that wins and loses a game and so because of the nature of how it's played out i i actually think it'll everyone's just looking at the upside and saying oh this is a good change i, I actually think it'll be more harmful for these players who are already complaining about the mmr this doesn't really do anything to to help them and i feel like it's it's going to cause more issues with people complaining about lp now um and i think it really only benefits the start of the season um and people who don't play a lot of games but say you only play what 50 games a season which is nothing really right um and you just play to get to gold um but if you go on an unlucky loss streak or a a string of unfortunate losses of like one, two and two, four type of sets of games. Then if you're hovering like a 40% win rate, by the time you hit 50 games, you're down almost a full division of where you, where you're wanting to go. Um, so I don't think it'll affect people in the long run if you play a lot of games, but I, I think this is maybe not as good for people who don't play as many games, even though they're trying to portray it as, you'll climb to your rank faster. That's under the assumption that you're winning. Right? So if yeah. if you're not winning then it's it's not possible. Yeah, that make that makes sense. Before I get my thoughts on that, John, do you want to what do you think about yeah, this? Yeah. So, I mean, I I guess like it was done in response to yeah, like I get what it was done in response to, but I guess my answer is like like Boma was saying, there's more to it I think than that. Like, cause you'll be more a more susceptible to streaks. So whether they be win or loss streaks, uh, so loss streaks are gonna be even more punishing now. So I think that is like in my eyes, it's having a process in that case is more important because of that. And you're also more susceptible in a way to 
self-sabotage. Like, self-sabotage is going to be more punishing, I guess. Because if you go on a point in your season where, you know, you'll, I don't know, like, you change roles for whatever reason, change champs, have a string of losses, whatever happens, uh, I mean, it'll just be more punishing than it was before. And I don't know, I guess the thing I wonder about uh, and wish I knew more information on is how uh, how many like wins I guess net does it take to change one's MMR from a certain place and like both directions right uh, like how susceptible is someone to swings in MMR like what affects that uh I don't know, because I've found also that when you go on win streaks more often, your it seems like your MMR goes up real very quickly, um, in my experience. But I'm not sure. I mean, I just there's not enough information to really tell on our part. So I think they'll be watching this closely. But I think it's an interesting change. Yeah, so I would all, I mean, I, I do agree that we don't know enough about how MMR is calculated. I very much wish we were able to, or maybe there is, you know, the equation is out there. I would love to see the equation. I don't think it's publicly available about how it's put, how the algorithm determines what someone's MMR is. And all of the, what is my MMR websites have been down for several months because of something I don't exactly know. It says that there's a bug, it, uh, they claim that there's a bug in the API. I imagine that might have actually just been shut off so people can't look it up. Mm -hmm. But in any case, um, yeah, there's there's definitely not enough clarity around how MMR is calculated and what constitutes your actual rank there. But I, I don't know, as, uh, as someone who has... I mean, we've all played games where our MMR is higher or lower and we've been, you know, we've felt the effects of playing against players that are worse or better depending on those situations right so uh, i would think that by and large people aren't going to be going on massive win or loss streaks that are going to majorly tank or boost their mmr i've found that loss streaks take a while to really get your mmr down and win streaks don't really move it all that much either once you're established into the rank season when you're very young in the rank season they do it does shift a good bit more um but i don't think it i i again anecdotal stuff i don't think that it changes all that much and i don't you know if you're losing 22 instead on on average then um you do need to be more intentional because there are bigger consequences. So if you have a process set up, such as we've talked about in the past and uh, across multiple different sets of hosts, across a diff couple hundred different episodes, I remember Vrail talking about his process long ago. So if you don't have a process set up now, it, it is even more imperative. If you want to set one up, it will be, or it will be more rewarding now to set one up. That being said, you still don't have to have a process. Like I don't have a process and it works fine for me. I'd probably be better off if I had a process, but I don't. I don't really want to at this point. There's other things that I have going on. So, um, yeah. But I. I don't know. I. I. I'm fine with this because then it'll also allow people who just want to get up to 
their tier and stop playing ranked to do that faster and get out. The people that really don't want to be playing ranked but just want the skin, they can get in and get out a lot faster too. So it'll, I think it'll cleanse the space more. And, uh, you know, if you're losing, if you're on a loss streak, generally, I would think it means you probably belong a little lower than you're at. Now, everyone goes on streaks, but if we're talking more than like four, five, six, if we're talking something approaching double digits, generally, I would think that means that that's a, uh, it's um, uh, like a market correction in a way where the stock market goes too high and there's a bubble and the bubble bursts. So I'm thinking that's something that a bubble burst has. Um, there are, of course, that is not always the case. I'm speaking generally, but I would think that that's generally the case. If you're losing or winning, then you're going back to where you probably should be roughly is what i'm thinking and i think i think that's better for the game but i don't know how people will i don't know people interpret that it's better for them right so riot changed up how you get the skins this year right so you either hit gold or you need what 200 200 ranked points or whatever they're calling the 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 ranked progress bar that you get um but you need you need that many um ranked games played to get the to get the skin if you're under gold and they also adjusted it so it's not your ending rank it's your peak rank of the season um so i i think i think this change is better off for the game especially with peak rank playing a bigger factor than ending rank um because it It'll incentivize people to play the game more um, instead of just, as you're pointing to, playing to a certain rank and then just stopping. Um, but I, I think that's an inherently a, a bad thing for the game. Um, I think you should consistently be playing ranked games um, because of the detrimental expectation you have of yourself right so this is always something that i don't really know how to phrase too well but everyone thinks they're entitled to get the same rank that they ended at essentially that's kind of the consensus of people right you you i feel like if we asked if i asked both of you what did you end last season um and you say plat three then you expect to hit plat three this season right that's kind of the the general idea but the game isn't built like that, right? So you're not going to be able to get free LP or MMR from the game. It comes from taking it from someone else who's playing on the other side. And if you stop playing, there are people who will keep playing and slowly get better at the game. And that'll push you out of that specific player base and experience range and so what even though you were plat three last season and you did what you did to get to plat three you're not guaranteed that plat three because you didn't play the game as much and there are other people who are playing more and kind of pushing you out right it's kind of the i don't know i i I think the term is used incorrectly but the bell curve in in a classroom right if you're only allowed a certain amount of 
A's and B's per class. You can't give everyone A's and B's. It's all relative to how the class performs. And so I think the the way that the player base is set up there, they have these expectations of because I hit X rank last season, I can hit it again. And they they want to do it in the least amount of games possible because they they find the rank gaming experience pretty toxic. But I, I think that's the wrong way to think about League. <laughs> um, just because that's that's not how the game is. It's not like an, a PvE game where you can just pick up where you left off and the bots are going to do the bot things, right? It's it's The game is growing. There's patches being put in every two weeks in a span of like a year. There's 24 sets of changes to the game that you have to adjust to and if you're only playing the first two months of solo queue then there's another eight months where there's a bunch of changes that you aren't actively learning um to help yourself get better at the game so maybe i'm maybe i'm maybe convoluting the concept of getting to a rank and actually improving at the game but i think that expectation shouldn't be there. And I think that that expectation of you reaching the previous rank is what's harmful to a lot of the the voiced opinions from players. Yeah, that's a good point. I'd never really thought of the... I, I agree with you that most people expect to hit their previous rank, and I'd never really thought about it in the way that, uh, you know, because I am... Yeah, I'm... 100 LP off of where I finished last year and I've played 34 ranked games or so that yeah I'm taking that LP off of someone else I, I know it's zero sum I know it's winner take all like I logically know that I'd never really thought about it in that way before though so that's a that's a good way to put it yeah I guess it will it will temper my expectations though I, I will still say despite that I still do expect to get up to plat three again at the very least <laughs> I guess one thing to add to that too is that uh, not only you know all the things that Bomo was saying. I think another element of it is that over time, when you think about the game in the over the course of two or five years, even uh, you know that belt curve changes because the level of skill, the average level of skill, goes up. So, for example, someone could have been plat for let's say and then they you know played a good bit that season and then they take a little break say they take like three or four months off or something like that they come back that i don't think that that person should because of how league is and it's constantly evolving it's hard to have the expectation that you would be able to get back up to that level because there's just so much that's changing constantly so I guess it's just kind of a thing where you have to have respect for the amount of time that it takes. And like Bomo was saying, it's it's all relative too, right? So for someone who is maybe like in that same scenario where they someone takes a break, it'll be more punishing, I guess, in my opinion, and the higher up you go on the ladder. So if someone who's, let's say, Masters or like High Diamond, if they take a you know three or four month break, that's in general, I would say, more detrimental to their level of play than someone who's, say, gold, taking a three-month break. Because um, there's just a lot more moving parts, I would say, is 
but and there is a lot more to it than that, but I think that is something to consider um, in the grand scheme of um, how the game is changing and evolving and the level of play is going up as well. Mm-hmm. I also think, too, the the way they implemented Decay in the higher ELOs I think is good, but it should be more MMR Decay instead of LP. Um, I think if you're... If you're not playing the game, you shouldn't be expected to play up to your your rank, right? Uh, that's just may- maybe maybe a lot of people don't think that, but I think that if 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 I don't know if you're if you're in some kind of career too, you take a half year off to do whatever you want to do, and you come back to your to your job, it's probably stuff you have to catch back up on, right? In order to to continue with what you were doing before you had left off. And so I, I I think that Riot probably should add Decay across all ELOs just for the sake of making it easier to come back and play whenever you want. Because um, I think a lot of other issues is you take a break because you hit your peak, you hit your rank that you want to. So you, you got a pretty good lucky streak and you got five game wins and you got to gold four. Um, and then you... You just don't play league again for like two, three months. I think you should decay down to I don't know silver two, silver three, um, just so you're you're in that area. Especially with the the peak rank being an influence onto skin, there's really no reason to to not have rank decay. Now, um, that might be diluting the pool maybe in terms of the. Maybe 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 a four month break from league isn't that big of a deal in terms of how much skill you lose, but um, you're definitely not playing to the level you were at when you left four months ago. Yeah, that not only that, it will take some time to get back to the level you were at before. Yeah, so I I don't hate the idea of rank decay. Uh, across all tiers, don't hate it. Although I think the lower down you are, Decay would have to have a floor. So if you're at gold four, you couldn't go down more than silver three. Yep, it's that makes not sense. possible to decay. Yeah. Something like that. Uh, but if you're diamond, then you can't decay lower than plat four or something mm-hmm. then. And have it scale something like yeah. that. But I would say, if you're talking about MMR decay, that is something that I don't agree with unless they separate normal and ranked MMRs, which are kind of separate, but they play into one another. Mm-hmm. So unless they're completely divorced, then I don't like that idea because then uh, when you're going into, let's say you don't play ranked anymore the rest of the season, then your rank is going to decay, which is going to decay your normals MMR, even if you're playing normal games every day mm-hmm. for the next, if you don't play anymore for six months, you're playing normal games every day for six months, you're still playing the game, you're still just as good, you're probably getting better, but you still want to play ranked, which is fine, that's your, that's totally your option. Mm-hmm. But your MMR is going to be going up, but it's also going to be put, being pulled down by the artificial decay system. So if you're going to do that, I think they need to be completely separate MMRs. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I guess that's a it's, this could be like a whole discussion and, and I don't want to like yeah. talk about it too much because it was supposed to be like a short thing that we touched on. But I do think there has to be some 
tweaking of how that plays into effect because to your point if you're playing flex and normals and you just never touch solo queue again then you're probably still at the the same rank or probably even better than where you were so it it would have to be detached somehow but i'm not i'm not a statistician or whatever so i can't really figure out the, the optimal way of setting it up but i think there has to be something in place like that to to make the returning player base experience not as brutal because i think it can be pretty rough where people play for the first three months get their rank and don't come play and don't play any league at all and then come back again at the start of the season i feel like it's it's inflating how how good you are right when you're starting off and it might actually reduce a lot of the, the frustrations where you hear people complaining about they have bots on their to their teams right so they're their teammates can't do anything type of thing, but it could be the guy hasn't played League in five months, and he's coming back for his first game ever. He didn't play any normal games or flex games. Just jumped into a solo queue game, and that's like his his entry back, right? And so maybe it might make things less frustrating for, for the other four players and even that single player who's coming back. Because then if you're starting off a little lower level, then you can kind of get into the groove of things and not have to be at your your peak ranked form or whatever yeah uh and if you know we don't have to limit this for time discussion like yes we we were supposed to be talking about patch notes and i have it up on the screen but also this is these sort of offhand conversations this is when podcasts are best so don't you don't have to limit your thoughts at all what about in a way we could or what if they did something like you know let's say you take three months off and you haven't played any ranked since um then you have to play uh you know you go back into solo queue and but you've still been playing norms and flex like that and so riot can recognize you've been logging in and playing games you go back into solo queue and then maybe because you're in that game everyone on your everyone in the game will have reduced lp effects for someone just coming back then so they they recognize you haven't played that long so there might be a skill discrepancy uh, or at least like a relevant skill discrepancy, so then there's going to be reduced effects. So everyone is going to either gain or lose half of what it would be. Something like that, just like with an AFK, something like that. Or alternatively, my other thought is, if someone has lo not logged in for like three months or whatever, they haven't logged in in a while, and then they log back in and want to play solo queue first, there should be like, it should be locked until you play like 10 games of, of normals, is what I would say. There. Yeah, I can see the... The reduced LP gains and losses be abused somehow for some weird smurf thing. But maybe locking ranked might be good. Um, I know there are people who might say like, oh, I don't have a lot of time to play. But if you're logging like two games or something a month, then you won't be locked out type of thing. But And I feel like two, yeah, two games be... a month is definitely doable. Yeah, it is. And it's, yeah, if you don't have a lot of time to play, that's okay. Um you know, league comes second to life, mm -hmm. of course. And this system would only kick in after, you know, for every, or how about this, for every month away that you haven't even logged in at all, that you haven't logged in or played a single game of Summoner's Rift, then you have to play one normal game. Like, that's not even, that's not that big yeah. of a, a hurdle to, to go over. I think that people would be okay with that. Yeah. Or at least it wouldn't be the most negative thing that Riot has done. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that makes sense. Like, you don't want to limit and just make it impossible for people to come back. But 
at least have it like easy like like do a tutorial or something type of thing and like like that's that's i don't know if you guys would too but if i if i'm stepping away from a single player game for a while i won't even resume my playthrough i'll play the, the tutorial for like i don't know an hour and then come back to my my save progress so i know the controls and like the flow of the game uh, but i don't know if that's just a me me thing but that's that's something what i do because i'm not really good at completing games <laughs> i'll play it and because it I'm interested in it, and then something else grabs my interest, and I was like, oh, yeah, I was actually playing this, and I'll go back to it, and I just, I don't know what these buttons do anymore type of thing, you know? I guess in a different direction, too, like, as far as the increased LP gains, in a way, in my eyes, it'll also do a little bit to, at least in maybe lower brackets, uh reduce the incidence of smurfing like people who because i mean if you're getting more per win then and i mean if you're smurf if smurf you're probably going to be winning a good bit if you belong in a higher level or a higher bracket so you're going to get out of that elo more quickly which i think is a good thing um <laughs> but yeah i definitely think there's it's an interesting change for sure and something that we'll have to watch I'll just be interested to see how it affects everything. So here's a question. Um, how strongly... Let's say that you just come back and you're playing... Or it doesn't even matter if you come back or not. You're playing champions that are... You're not ranking... You're not racking up a high KDA, but you're winning games compared to you know the people that are carrying on your team. Should their MMR increase faster relative to yours? then because you're not getting these high numbers, you're not getting high CS, maybe you're getting vision score, but Riot doesn't really put, I don't think that the the uh, MMR puts anything into vision score, even for supports. So you're getting, you're just getting assists and you're getting deaths and stuff. You're not really getting high kills. You're not getting a lot of income, whatever. Even if you're not playing support, let's say you're playing another priority position and you're still getting these results, but you're winning games for whatever reason, then should you still be getting the same the same MMR gains relative to your teammates if they have better stats than you? I think so, yes. Um, right, there's a difference between, say, a Caitlyn player and, like, a, I don't know, a Scion player, right? So <laughs> you can, their KDAs can be vastly different. They can both win, but there's... The roles play a different... Or contribute differently to how you play out the game. Um, yeah, and I, if you know how to if you know how to pilot a champion that you play, but you get behind early because of some strange um, instance that happened in the laning phase, and you're down zero two zero three. But as long as you know your champion and know how to play it out, I don't think you should be penalized for for having a a, a poor early game. Yeah, I guess my answer to that too would be that it also that just introduces in my eyes a lot more complication to the calculation of your MMR. And then not only that, even if that was done, you would have people after the fact that, you know, are going to complain about something to do with it, you know, like incorrect. Maybe they weight something more heavily than another stat like and also i think that to bomo's point you know kda isn't always the the whole story like 
you know, there's not a number specifically that you can put on the amount of pressure that a champion can provide. Like Pomo was saying, for example, like in the Scion Caitlin example, and I think a good example of this would be the uh, the Scion, uh, the Bouse, the Scion guy. Um, I mean, he dies a ton, but he also knows how to play the character to a high level and how much he can still get a ton of pressure splitting and playing properly, but have a bad KDA um, and win those games, you know? Like, he finds a way to win those games. That's a, like, viable strat that he's mastered, you know? That's a dominant strategy for him. Um, so, I I don't know. I think, while I definitely see the merit of that, I think that it also introduces a ton of extra complication into the calculation of MMR. And, yeah, I mean, yeah, it does feel bad when you have someone on your team that, like, does nothing, you know, in your eyes, and then, you know, you still win the game, but everyone gets the LP, right, but at the same time, they also may not be getting as much, like, you know, their MMR might be slightly different, so, I don't know, that's just my thought on that. I do notice that, um, I'm not sure how it affects MMR, because we don't know, but for uh, a win where I'm, you know, average on the team versus where I'm, hard, you know, the MVP of the game. And the same thing with a loss, where I'm average on my team for a loss or average performer versus the one who cratered the game, basically. There there are, it's not massive, but there are market, there, there is different LP gains and losses there instead of being, uh, you know, a, a thirteen or eleven loss that I'm get that basically I have right now. It might be a nine, or it could be a twelve or thirteen if it's worse. But it, for a win, it would be you know instead of like a fifteen, sixteen, it might be oh I got a nineteen for that win, or I might get an eleven for that because it does change relative to your performance a little bit. And I I think it's because of performance. It could just because of the LP, uh, the average MMR of the game. I think it's because of performance though, but who really knows those two usually go hand in hand generally. I'm not sure though. I just thought it'd be an interesting idea that it popped into my head. I also didn't, when I said it, I didn't think about split pushers at all. Like even take out the bouse and just do, just talk about someone who's just splitting like a Yorick. Yorick puts on so much goddamn pressure for someone who can't fight all that well. Yeah. He gets so much side lane pressure. Like he can be 0 and 5 but have, you know, be 9 CS per minute. Yeah. And getting an insane amount of side lane pressure for Baron, for Drag, and Elder. Like, that, you can't... And there's not, like, a specific number you can put on that, you know? That's just... You just feel that in-game. Mm-hmm. Or Shen, because if he's playing top lane, you are always aware that if you're trying to gank bot lane, you're not ganking a 3v2, you're ganking a 3v3, possibly a 3v4. It's always ever-present in your mind, unless you're tracking that cooldown, which, let's be honest, even in Diamond, we're not really tracking that cooldown in our brains. We don't know how long that is, unless you're a Shen player or you're the other top laner. We can track summoners somewhat, but most of us are not tracking how long ultimate cooldowns are generally. 
yeah, they're definitely. I think that would be an interesting stat for them to be to be able to come up with. But I don't, I don't really realistically see a way that you really could, unless they trained some bot to just watch how. I don't really know if you can. I don't really know if you can. Yeah, I think it would also shift how people play the game too. It wouldn't be to win the game anymore. It's how do I? I this game is lost. How do I prevent the least amount of LP from losing my from being deducted from my account, right? So an 80 carry might just sit under fountain. Oh, the enemy's team's diving my uh, my teammates in a 5v4. Maybe I can get a couple kills here and there type of thing. It's kind of like the the camping style, right, in Call of Duty. Like when Call of Duty was getting really, really popular, it was the how do I get like a good KDA and things like that. It's like, oh, you camp to to get your kills and i think it shifts the the intent of players which i don't think is good for winning the game so you you see like a bunch of youtube videos and people playing um dominion in call of duty right it's like the capture the flag mode or not capture the flag but it's the that mode where it's the three the three zones the three zones and so you you like you let your team lose that game just so you can get a bunch of kills type of thing, right? So you have one zone um, and you're spawning and you know the enemy has to come into you type of thing. So you're killing them that way, but you're doing nothing for the sake of winning the game. You're playing that game mode straightly for the kills and that's not the point of that specific game mode. Yeah, I agree with you, Bomo. I think, yeah, it would change... I think changing the intent to something like that versus winning the game is always not not so good thing. Because I think I kind of do that sometimes now a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like I I've known you know if they're doing their ending push and everyone died or three people died and there's no there's absolutely no hope. Like you can tell there's no hope. Mm-hmm. I'll just leave and go try and farm some jungle camps or some side lane stuff, yeah. which feels bad if I'm if it's one of my teammates, but also if it's one of my, like I recognize this game is over Mm -hmm. and what's the point of, I'm just trying to get more farm realistically to boost my farm numbers or not get another death because it may not matter, but it might matter or realistically it just gives me something to do other than, Oh, you know, if I'm Vi just queuing in and then immediately getting blown Mm -hmm. up, like what's the point in that? I might as well see if I can kill the Gromp before the game ends. Yeah. I think there'd be more issues of like toxicity if this was implemented because you have a jungler who's super fed, right? Um, he's playing bot and top side um, and he's clearing his jungle and the ADC takes red buff, right? Mid late game. And the jungler gets angry. It's like, you're, you're useless for the team. Why do you have a red buff? And then the jungler proceeds to run it down um, over and over again. Um, and so say he was, I don't know, 10 and zero. And then he ends the game 10 and five with five straight running it down. And the ADC is actually trying to win. Um, I don't know. He's zero and six, and then he ends the game two and seven, um, type of thing. Where I could see a, an instance where the jungler starts running it down because he's he's having a hissy fit because the ADC took the red buff mid to late game, and because his KD is better, he gets more LP, and so he's he's saying stuff like the AD carry doesn't deserve to win this game. And because you already have a bad KDA or whatever metrics they're measuring, you're going to lose a lot more than me. 
so it doesn't matter that I lose this game as long as you're losing more type of thing. Because um, I've, I've seen, like, this behavior in games, and it's... I wish I could say it was in, like, not too um, frequent, but I feel like the mentality is, like, really weird of a lot of these players where it... it it's not about winning the game anymore. It's making sure that they're losing on their terms, right? Um, it's the if we're if if this person is feeding and I don't think I can win this game, um, I'm gonna do everything I can to make sure we lose this game because they they messed up the first ten minutes for me. So I'm gonna do what I can to make sure this game is unwinnable for them, even if the other person is trying. Um, and that can be considered soft inting or whatnot, but it's hard to detect the intent in the middle of a game. If uh, They might just type it out saying, I'm running it down, but there are times where it's like, all right, I just, it seems unwinnable, so I'll just keep running it because this player's already fed so much type of situation. Yeah, and there's definitely also times where uh, let's say you or you end, if you're playing up in top lane, I mean, here's a classic example. Your top laner gets, you know, a double or a triple killer is like super fed early on. And it was already a skill matchup. So now you're kind of fucked. Then uh, it's like, you can't just abandon your lane. Okay, maybe you can for a roam or something like that. But at some point you have to be up there to not just give them the free turret and the topside jungle and roams and like you need to at least have some counter pressure rather than just laying down and trying to put your you're then also taking away xp and money from your team on the rest of the map and you're sacrificing pressure on an entire half of the map and the only person going up there is the jungler ever or the support or something and it just totally fucks up the whole flow so even if you're going up there and you're dying a couple more times you're worth less gold and kills but you're you're basically you're taking the the punches for your team to maybe come back into it, which is a bad feeling. And yes, you're going to get flamed some because people aren't aware of taking one for the team being a concept in league, which is wild, you know, have some forethought there, but, uh, or some insight, but yeah, that'll, that would also not happen then anymore. Like, Oh, I'm going to lose more LP. Boom. I'm gone. I'm going to a different lane. Like that totally makes sense. I didn't think about that either. So the more we delve into this, this is a terrible idea by me. <laughs> yeah. Actually to your point, like I actually had a game like that where I went zero and three in the laning phase. And then my bot laner who got all the jungle attention was saying how I, I, I am useless in this game. Right. Um, but Diane is a champion I've played for a long time, so I know how to play with her and how what what I'm supposed to be doing in game. And then I ended the game six three and eleven, um, where it's it's not just about how you perform in the first ten minutes of the game. There's a lot more to the game than just the first ten minutes. I was playing against some mid graves, and I've never played against some mid graves, so I don't know what I was doing, <laughs> type of thing. Um, and I got. Mid Graves is almost as bad as Jungle. Actually, I'd say it's more toxic than Jungle Graves. I would say, oh my god, I hate Mid Graves. And so, and I was playing Diana, so I'm a melee champion, right? So it's 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 a tough matchup. I, I figured out later on, like I don't win any parts of that laning phase at all, just because of the the range she offers. And if I get too close, then all the shotgun shells are just too much damage. 
But um, that toxicity, I think, is, I guess, a pretty big issue in the game. I, I don't know how we got to this whole issue from LP gains, but <laughs> it's just maybe becoming a rant of a lot of the player base. But it, it, it was like, it was laughable to me how this, our ADC who was camped by our Jarvan to, to get her ahead was complaining that the solo laners weren't performing well, right? And so it's that missing context. And I think that will just be exaggerated to a higher degree with the implementation of some kind of grading metric of your your performance in game because the agency did pop off he went 21 7 and 6 right so of of the total uh how many who were they playing they were playing kaisa okay and they got camped yeah. and so we had a total of 40 kills and they had 21 of those kills right and so of course they would they would they would be popping off but they've died seven times they they didn't die a single time in laning phase and they died, and they died seven times in the mid game and so it's like things like that where on paper this this kaisa popped off but this game should have been over a lot sooner type of thing where it's it's the the misunderstanding of the context of what happened around the other parts of the game because really you're just seeing what's happening on your screen it's like oh this jarvin's ganking for me all the time why aren't you guys winning your lane well he was never on my screen type of situation and yeah. so i think i think that's just going to be a lot worse if there's different metrics to measure reduced or higher um, MMR LP gains with the, with that implementation. And I, 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 wa I want to give people the benefit of the doubt and say that, oh, that's not going to happen. But <laughs> unfortunately, knowing knowing the league community, I, I, it's hard to believe that that won't be an issue, you know? Uh, right. And even, and just, I mean, even more, I'm not going to even blame it on like, yes, people do that, these random people that we don't know who they are. But also, let's be honest, guys, we've also at least done that once each one of us have trolled a game in some way or whatever. Um, I remember uh, when I was in high school and just picking it up in season one, me and my brother and my cousin used to play touchdowns. It was so much fun. If anyone doesn't know what touchdowns is, granted, if you do it in my game, I'll report you now. And I should have, I that account, my first account was rightly banned when I was a kid. But um, touchdowns are uh you whoever executes the enemy team's fountain at the end of the game wins the most so if but if they get any damage and kill you like if they get if anyone else gets kill credit it doesn't count so basically the whole game we're just not laning at all it's a 2v5 and we're running through the jungle or whatever trying to get into their base and execute as many times as possible so there'd be there's shit i mean that's pretty that's pretty fucking extreme it's that uh, tyler <laughs> one stuff right there <laughs> We, we were the one. OG old we were, Tyler one. We were we were doing this back in 2010, but uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, or like yeah, we've all done you know run it down or something like that at least once in our careers. So in our league careers, so um, it, yeah, that would there would be some additional negative consequences to this MMR stuff. Sorry, go ahead. No, no worries. The uh, yeah, I guess to Bomo's point, like I've run into that kind of behavior a good bit too, and like I guess my thoughts on it are similar to Eric's at this point in my league journey where it's like I mean I know we're everybody can't play perfect every game, right? Like you know, you gotta give people the benefit of the doubt. Um and also realizing that, like, 
not really putting any, uh, like, try not to put any thought into that, right? Because, like, that has no, you know, control over the outcome of the game. Like, you you can't control how your teammate plays, so, you know, that's, you shouldn't focus on that in-game. And it, it's difficult to to not do that, but, um, and that comes with time. But, yeah, I guess it's kind of one of those things where you start having the right thoughts, you're more likely to have the right outcomes as a result of that but yeah and I guess to your point too about you know you'll have someone on your team flame you but it's like a champ that you've played a lot and you have a lot of experience playing behind and then like I guess as an example of that like I'll have some games where I'm playing Rengar and I don't have an opportunity to invade I really just don't have like I'll have a very scaling team and they're playing very safe and just farming and keeping their waves close to their turret so they can't get ganked, and, you know, there's not a whole lot that I can do in the first portion of the game, and, um, you know, I don't have priority, I can't invade, uh, I can't gank, if it, you know, is a situation where we lose the 2v2 or the 3v3 or what have you, but, and then they'll be like, you know, my support will be like, oh, our jungler is useless, so, man, he hasn't, you know, the enemy jungler's ganked X amount of times, he's done nothing, but, like, you know, then I'll come into mid-game, be so farmed, I'll pick up, like, one or two kills, and then just get super fed in late-game, and just start one-tapping people, and getting picks on my own, like, and then, you know, I end up, like, going ten and, like, two that game, you know? Uh, so, people, I don't know, that's just, like, a thing where it's easier said than done, like, and also people just like to talk like, you know, your AD carry might be complaining about something that your jungler is doing, when in reality, your AD carry doesn't play jungle. Like, they don't know, they think they know what the jungler should be doing, but they don't actually know what they should be doing. Um, you know, so it's, I don't, in my eyes, it's kind of one of those things where you should just stay in your lane and focus on yourself, right? Like, I think you're just a lot better off that way. Because then it kind of gets into the toxic self-sabotage cycle where you're blaming your teammates. And then maybe in some cases, like, you stop learn Like, where you might have had some improvement, you just have kind of a narrative of, you know, my my teammate did this, my jungler was inting, when, you know, you really actually don't have a ton of knowledge on it. So, yeah, I mean, I agree with you, though. So, to that point about people not knowing, it happens with jungle more than most, because all the lanes are, I mean, yes, there's differences in how they play, but they're they're much more similar than anything else is to jungle. Have you ever had anyone, like, let's say you're not able to do much early, or you've tried stuff, and it just hasn't worked, because other you've just been, sometimes that shit just doesn't work. Um I've had it a couple times, not recently, but I try to do this every once in a while if I'm playing support or someone else getting blasted somewhere else on the map. Like, I'll just type, like, not trying to flame, how else can I help you re try to recover the situation? Because if I don't know, like, I don't know how to do top lane wave management all that well. I'm not a top laner. It's probably my weakest position. Um, I don't know all about it. So instead of me trying to tell them because they know what they're doing, and I'm assuming that this person also is a top lane main. If they're also not a top lane main, then I probably wouldn't say that. But 
if they, or at least if they understand top lane, but I'll ask them like, how can I help? You know, what do I need to, do I need to babysit you a bit more? Do I need to lay down advanced vision? Like what, what more can I do to try and help salvage this, this situation or in future, what could I have done differently as well? Which is just something I never see anyone ever type. Yeah, that's, that's true. I mean, I guess also one thing that I, I see where you're coming from with that. Um, and in some situations, I definitely think that can be very helpful because then it shows like in your example at the top lane, you're like, you know, you don't like, you haven't forgotten about them. It's not like you're like, all right, we're just going to sack you. See you later. We're just going to ignore you and sack you the rest of this game, you know? So some people can respond positively to that. And I think some people can take it the wrong way as well. So it can be, I think, a double-edged sword. Because then it'll be like, in that example, if you're the support too, you might have like, yeah, you go top and help your top laner, but then your ADC gets pissed because, you know, you left and they like miss out on a cannon wave and then die or something like that. And then they blame it on you, you know. So it's like, it's kind of, that can be a double-edged sword, I think. But no, I mean, I definitely agree. And... Uh, you should just try to help like there's a difference between understanding when a lane is uh, recoverable and when it's like just unwin like it's far gone you know uh, but yeah I mean I, I try to give people the benefit of the doubt but I guess part of that too is I feel like and the higher up on the ladder you go I feel like the less true or yeah this is less true but like especially in lower uh brackets of play i think that people just really really undervalue uh just not dying a and like the amount of pressure you can get from just surviving in an interaction or something you know like for like just as an easy example like trading sides of the map as the jungler you know you have your bot lane has vision and the enemy jungler you see the enemy jungler bot and then they back up I mean, that is just like a, that's just like not a sexy thing, I guess, in League of Legends, but like, that is like such a high impact thing, because especially if you're on the other side of the map, and then there is a play that opens up for you because of that information, like gank mid or top, counter jungle, like, I mean, it just opens up the options a lot for other sides of the map, and I think people really undervalue that, like you know, the impact that that has of just just not dying just is so huge. I think a lot of people also have, like, what, main character syndrome? Is that what it is? Where if they're not carrying the game, they they don't know what to do. Um, and so I would even say you shouldn't even... Build redemption. Yeah. Sorry, go I, I would even say don't even ask them what 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 can you do to help them. Because it's all in the perspective of that player. Oh, I'm going to win the game by me being ahead. So that that's the lens that the, the person you're asking will come from. And I think that is incorrect um, for winning a lot of the, the states of the game. Because the people complaining are the people who are behind. I've never... I don't think I've ever seen a player complaining if they're crushing their lane opponent, right? So the top 1v2s over and over again 
have you ever seen a top laner complain? I'm getting ganked all the time. What are you doing across the map, right? You don't yes. see that because he's winning. Yes, the one I have seen that. Even 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 if no, that's I, happening. No. Yes, I've seen okay. them because this game. Even though I'm winning, this jungler's up here all the time, and you're not getting pressure elsewhere. What the fuck are you doing? But is he's not winning that one v two? So if he were, no, he, he is. is. So he's double killing them, and he's he's ahead. Yes, I remember. Okay. I've, I remember. It hasn't happened so much this year because I haven't played that much. But I remember last year, and like even in previous years, yes, it's rare. But yes, the top laner double kills like twice, huh. and he's just able to put so much pressure. Like okay. Why are the other lanes not winning? What are you not doing? What are the rest of you not doing? Look at how I'm doing well. Yeah, oh. I've seen that happen. Okay. It's usually only top laners, I will say mm. there, though. Yeah, then I have nothing to say to that because I feel like that, <laughs> I feel like I re- I don't even see that at all. Um, but if you have, then my my argument is invalid. But the only time I've seen that was actually the only time that I think about it was in like plat one or into diamond. Mm-hmm. I don't see that in my, in when I'm in gold or in plat, uh, in flex games. I don't see it in norms. I don't see it. It's only been in ranked in like D three hmm. or so in D four MMR levels. I, I haven't seen it much lower mm-hmm. than that. I feel like that is still very strange though. If you're winning your, you're laying and you're complaining that nothing else is being done. I feel like that's some superiority complex maybe going on where you think you're better than everyone else in the game, but the game puts you together for a reason, right? It's not like it's deciding, oh, let's give uh, Bob over here some... He's D3, some Silver 1 guy who's fresh to the game, right? There's there's a reason you're being matched up with the people you're being matched up with because they're within your skill group. Uh, yeah. Maybe it's a whole different I, all issue. The, to counter what you're saying, though, quickly, I, I do think that uh, not complaining in a toxic, toxic way, but, um, you know, there's something to be said for playing top lane or playing mid lane and playing someone who can absorb a shitload of pressure in a side lane and you're pulling over two to three people and you've tried to indicate to your team, I'm going bot lane, position around Baron because they need to send at least two in order to stop me. probably three and then your team still doesn't do what the prescribed play was because they're killing krugs or just you know fucking around in mid or whatever or then they try and come save you like no don't come save me i'm i'm like five kills up on side on split pushing swain leave me alone go do baron like this is what we're this is the prescribed player playing like trindamir or fjord or york or whatever this is this this is the play don't come here what are you doing go over there like in in a not toxic way where you're not doing name calling, you're not doing anything that would obviously violate the summoner's code. Um, <laughs> but that's, I think there's something to be said for doing like, it's definitely legitimate to call out your teammates for not following a prescribed play. If it's being like called out ahead of time and you're, and you're the one who's drawing the, the attention. There. I wouldn't know that cause uh, my chat's muted. So if he's typing oh. to me, I wouldn't understand what he wants to get across. Maybe pings might help, like an assist me ping on Baron. Then I'll probably go to it. But if he's typing all that stuff out, then most likely I, I'm not seeing it, and I'm I'm playing the game how I think we'll win the game, and that's probably really different than the top laner. Um, but that's the only counter argument to your counter argument, yes. <laughs> type of thing. But that's- yeah, I guess also in my eyes, like speaking to that example of uh like a top leader in that case like 
I guess to that I would say that, you know, it's one of those things where going back to having, you're just thinking, at that point you're thinking about the wrong thing, right? Like, there's, most of the time, if you have a massive lead like that, there's probably more that you can be doing, A, and then B, like you were saying, if you are going to, you know, talk about other sides of the map, do it in a non-toxic and constructive way so as to further the yeah. game and help you to win. But even in that case, like you were saying, there's only so much you can do. Because at the end of the day, you can't control the other players on your team. They might be just tilted out of their minds. You know, that's like... I just don't... I don't know. that It's, it's kind of a weird attitude to have because it's like... You being five and zero in lane, you know that's nice and like, but just because you're five and zero doesn't mean you deserve to win this game. You know what I mean? In any given game, no, no. So at it's all. like anything can happen. People throw all the time. So I don't know. That's kind of a, in my eyes, just slightly toxic attitude to have towards the game and not. I think having that attitude can lead to a lot of self sabotage in terms of your rank journey, because then you're just really not focusing on the right things, and you're probably going to start tilting. Yeah, and even further, you said that they don't deserve, There's just because you're 5-0, and you don't deserve to win a game. Even further than that, like, yeah, you might not win a game because you're 5-0. and No one ever deserves to win. You have to earn that win. You have to push your team and yourself, everyone collectively has to make it across the finish line, even if some people are pulling harder than others in any given game. No one ever deserves to win, so don't enter with that entitled right. mindset of like, "Oh, I'm diamond." That's you know, this is I, this is my promos to diamond, and all these people are like plat two. I'll carry them up, and then they're not doing well. Like, oh, I deserve this win because I ended up like sixteen and four, and my team uh, collectively had like two other kills. Like, no. That's, no, something else went wrong. You didn't deserve to win. No one deserves to win. And, and also, it's a fucking game. Like, get rid of your entire. That's like, that's, that's just not, in my eyes, like, that's just not the winner's mindset, right? The winner's <laughs> mindset is you're always yeah. focusing on how to, what your youth can control and what your uh, actions impact on the game. And taking responsibility for those actions, too. But Yeah, not taking, not not confronting those and not taking account for your actions is some southern country club higher than thou mm -hmm. bullshit like no you're not gonna sorry speaking from personal experience there <laughs> go ahead bomo <laughs> i was gonna say that's like pretty similar to like real world instances where it's like i deserve a raise because i did my job type of thing you know it's the i think it's that type of mindset where i'm not i'm not doing something bad so i deserve like more than other people type of thing and yeah. i think that's kind of a an issue in in like a lot of the the league spheres in terms of the entitlement of getting to where you were before you, like it's like you deserve a lot of things in the game because you've achieved it previously and i i, I think that's a incorrect way of thinking about the game Agreed. And at life in general. Yeah. Yeah. You're not, you know, you're not promised anything. And, you know, being at a level of play or 
level of skill in anything for at one point doesn't guarantee anything in the future. Nope. And, I mean, we see it in professional sports is a perfect analogy for that all the time. Players who are fantastic at their given trade move to a different team, or even if they don't move, like all of a sudden, even in the middle of a season, somehow it just drops off a cliff and you can see their frustration. And a lot of time they take it in stride and are uh, very constructive with how they evaluate it themselves and such. But then every once in a while, you'll see someone who rattles off their mouth about how it's not their fault. It's other people's fault or, Oh, I mean, I've seen like, Oh, the, you know, the physios messed up something when I was trying to rehab from this injury or, Oh, it's, uh, you know, I blame like people in my personal life for distracting me and stuff like, no, no, like handle your own shit. And yeah, everyone, but it's not anyone else's fault. It's your fault. Everyone has other circumstances going on in their lives. You're not, you're not the only one dealing with issues. Just, Mm -hmm. yeah. So in, in, to put that back to the league, you're not the only one getting ganked or has to worry about, you know, wave management and item recalls and, uh, objective control and warding coverage and, you know, your effective range versus the other champions. Like, no. And draft differences, like, everyone has to worry about this stuff all the time. So, yeah. If Faker doesn't complain about a lot of things, then we shouldn't feel entitled that we have to complain. There's... It's it's kind of insane, like, the, the stigma behind all that stuff, but um, if Faker's not complaining, then there's really no reason for us to be complaining at all. <laughs> Agreed. Although Fager has said that if he wasn't a pro, he would not play solo queue anymore. So we're allowed to play. We're allowed to complain about solo queue, is what I take out of that statement. <laughs> uh. Well, that's isn't that because he's famous and all of the the betting that was happening around him at that time. That was the context of it, right? So he wouldn't play because of all that. But if he wasn't so famous, would there still be a lot of like betting against him? Maybe that's a whole different topic to um, talk about. But. Well, e- even when there's n- even when there's not betting, he was for years still like he would receive three times as many ganks mm. and get killed more often and such. And he would just his KDA would be worse relative to other people with the exact same skill level and knowledge level mm. and, and stuff. Uh, but that's because he's I mean, faker, right? Just because, because yeah, right? he's faker. So that's the thing. Like, yeah, if I was in a game, I would try and kill him <laughs> yeah. too. Like, come on. I could, then I could say I've killed faker. Like part come of it on. too is like faker can... I mean, he's just that player, right? Like, you can do whatever the hell you want. You can permagank him. I mean, you can have your support and your jungler permaganking him mid. Like, he's just going to take that pressure and just eat it for breakfast and just laugh Mm -hmm. at you and then watch his team win the game. You know what I mean? It's like, that's the player he is. Like, he is just an exceptionally smart player and... Very experienced. And then be the most respectful yeah. person on hell uh, on earth. About yeah, it exactly. Like, oh, good game. Thanks for playing. Like, yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, please, just gank me more. <laughs> oh man, that's like, uh, I I've never played against Faker. I'm not that good, but I did play one game a couple years ago against Vulcan. Uh, I think he plays for EG now. I don't quite know. Um, and. I was playing Mundo Jungle and he was playing Kha'Zix and he absolutely destroyed the game. Like, no question about it. But I did kill him once. Um, so I can say that I've killed Vulcan. But then just, uh, I mean, I was I was kind of, me and my friend were both kind of drunk. But then I was typing in like all chat. Not anything against him specifically. I was saying, because uh, I think they, 
this was when he was on I don't know which team he was on, but I was saying like, oh, I think that uh, by far the best support in the league is on like another team or whatever. I was saying stuff like that, and then and instead like, yeah, I was I was out of line for sure, but it was fun. Um, it was all in good fun. But then he started to like chirp back with some pretty choice language, which I won't choose to repeat here. I was like, okay, maybe just like take it down a notch. But especially, like, I wasn't surprised given his actual, like, the, the account name he was on was, it was like C9 Vulcan with, like, 10 N's and in all caps, like, shouting it in your face. So I wasn't, I wasn't surprised at all. Um, yeah. But no, I, 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 yeah. That's my personal anecdote of killing a pro player. Yeah, I also, I guess to that point, too, it's like a... I just love doing, like, uh, we're all, like, <laughs> I'll just, instead of typing someone to some, like, something to someone, I'll just, like, kill them and then, like, emote or something like that. Because I feel like that is just, like, mm-hmm. equally as infuriating. And it, without you have minimal effort, you're just getting the point across, you know? <laughs> you're, the message is sent. <laughs> so, I don't, for the record, uh, well, I guess, I don't know. I have chat on, but I have all enemy emotes turned mm-hmm. off. Or and mastery stuff, so I don't see whenever anyone emotes. So I I assume it happens all the time, but I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, or like yeah, like you'll uh, flat like you kill someone, get first blood on them, and then flash your mat, and mastery yeah, seven and be like, uh huh, yep, you see I, that. I, <laughs> yeah. I I was that player too when I first started out. I would solo kill someone, and then just all chat question mark, and then that would be it. That's all thing I typed to the. <laughs> oh, I yeah, I I would. I don't. I wouldn't respond to that, but yeah, I have the all the any time anyone would probably flashes mastery and stuff or emotes and things. I I have those all muted for enemy. Team, I actually haven't seen a lot of emotes nice. at all in my games. It's kind of weird. Maybe I do have it off, but I I don't think I do because see my teammates mastery flashes and emotes yeah. all the time, but I don't see any from the enemy at all. Um, hmm. I don't see it for enemies, but I do have them off. I don't see it that much for my team. But whenever like a cool play happens, I'll flash the T1 emote. That's the only one that I really use. Well, I have two of them that I use. So, like the just very this is a very specific interaction, but it's like one that really frustrates me. But like it shouldn't, and you know it's it's something that I'm working on. It's like when I'm playing ADC, and like I'm playing against a really good like enemy support, who just like. I mean, they know their champion really well, and every single time I'm, like, going up to hit CS, they're going up and punishing me, and right when they do it, they're just emoting, and I'm like, oh my gosh, dude, this guy is such an asshole. Like, (laughs) I hate this, and they're just doing it the whole game, and I'm like, oh my gosh, man. But... That's like, uh, I saw a Singed one time that had his laugh... Uh, double bound to every ability and every summoner spell and right click as well good lord so the whole game he was laughing at everything that was happening i saw a, a caitlin do that as well for the battle academia skin because she has like a screaming laugh almost i saw her do that once as well but like that oh so infuriating yeah, one of my, in the same vein my one of my buddies who was a yasuo one trick Set his mastery seven to his wind wall, his R, like both of his sums. Just like it was just 
it seems like I would look mid, and then it's just perma level 7 just flashing, and I'm like, oh my gosh. That's so annoying. It's so funny. Jeez. Yeah. Alright, well, let's wrap up, gents. So we didn't touch the patch at all. <laughs> but um, that's fine. We'll talk about the patch next week, and then we'll have official notes so we can see why... Uh, Kennen was scrapped and see all of the official notes that are coming out. So, um, with all of that, uh, I mean, you heard it at the beginning of the episode, which I, I put a clip in before we all started our recording. I'll, uh, in editing, I've been adding a clip for the last episode and I'll do it this one as well for, we have our tournament coming up. So if you want to hear more about the tournament, go to the beginning of the episode because then you get to hear me talk about it for a minute. Um, but besides that, if you have any feedback for us, let us know via the Discord subthread feedback or uh, let us know at questions at trinityforcepodcast.com. Additionally, we have community nights running every Tuesday night at 7.15 Eastern, and they've been pretty great recently, so keep them coming, folks. Um, keep joining. And uh, check out our Patreon. We have a whole slew of different options for people who want uh different stuff like that uh different benefits of different tiers but other than that thanks for listening everyone this is not available on video this week because i accidentally fucked up an audio setting but the audio is here so thanks for listening and we will see you next time bye, bye. Thanks for listening to our product and being a member of the Trinity Force Network community. If you have a moment, please head over to iTunes and give your favorite show a comment and a rating. If you're so inclined, you can check out all of the other great shows in the network. We've got a wide variety of content from League of Legends to general gaming and role-playing podcasts. If you'd like to follow us on social media, we can be found on Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit under T-Force Network. We've also got a Patreon under that name where you can support your favorite shows with a small donation each month. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you continue to enjoy all of our podcasts, videos, and the community that we provided. provided.